Athens Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season six, episode 14, Clean and Sober. Ugh. Uh, written by Anna Fricky, mm-hmm. Anna Girl. What a what a light in I the know, darkness you are. I know, I know, seriously. <laughs> um, directed by Michael Lang. This originally aired on February 5th, 2003. Um, the description from Wikipedia. In Los Angeles, Dawson visits Audrey at the rehab clinic where he spots big time film producer Tony Stark and follows her into a therapy session in the hopes of networking. But the whole scheme backfires. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Boston, Pacey throws a party at his place to celebrate his new success at his job. He also purchases a widescreen TV. Emma invites a local stoner punk named Gus and introduces him as her fiance. She admits that she has dropped out of school due to the success of Hell's Bells, but now needs a marriage of convenience to retain her green card. She doesn't have a green Not card. Not quite a green card, yeah. but yeah. her 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 immigration Although status. Although I do have questions about her immigration status, and maybe it is a green card, but that's not actually how it works. That's not. Because yeah. she's working and a student. Yeah. And those are two separate visas. Yeah. Anyway, so Joey, still sulking over the departure of Eddie, lets loose by getting drunk and setting up a spontaneous game of spin the bottle. <laughs> Joey is flirtatious with Pacey the whole night, meh, and they almost kiss during the game, but they are interrupted when Gus accidentally destroys the massive TV. Pacey carries a drunk Joey to his room so she can rest, and before leaving, he admits to Joey that he never got over her. Joey drunkenly leans over to kiss him. Jen catches the reformed alcoholic CJ with a drink, which leads them to arguing, but they are commissioned to kiss during Spin the Bottle game, and they end up having sex for the first time. (laughs) Jack offers to marry Emma in Gus's stead, though grateful she turns him down and decides to return to England for good. Is that what she decided? (laughs) That's unclear. Okay. My history's mysteries. Um, February 4th, 2003, the Federal Republic of Yugoslavia is named to Serbia and Montenegro after its constituent states, after its leaders reconstitute the country into a loose state union between Montenegro and Serbia, Mm. marking the end to a 73-year-long use of the name Yugoslavia by any sovereign state. So what happened with Herzegovina? Bosnia and Herzegovina? Yeah. That's a great question. Mm. I do not know the answer. Okay. Um... Uh, February 5th, my, my Balkans history is severely lacking. I'm so sorry to say. Um, February 5th, 2003, U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell addresses the U.N. Security Council on Iraq. I'll never forget it. He fucking lied to those people just outright. I mean, now George W. Bush is speaking the truth. What the fuck? <laughs> I screamed and threw my phone when I saw that. I just was like, wow, this is the world we're living in. I was like, fuck this dude. Fuck this dude. (laughs) Um, Number one movie, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh my God, we saw that in the theater. (laughs) We did. I love that movie. I have such a big crush on, what's her face? Kate Hudson. Uh Oliver Hudson's sister. Uh, Yes, totally. (laughs) D Creek Creek connection. Yeah, I loved a movie and her in that movie particularly. Matthew McConaughey is like... Charms. Yeah. Yeah. He's super charming in yeah, that movie. He's a good romantic lead. Well, and like 
what's interesting about that movie is he has to be so calm and like she has to be so wild. Yeah. <laughs> and it's oh, that was where I fell in love with Catherine Hahn too. Oh yeah. That yeah, was yeah, like yeah. my intro. I was like, who is this chick? I yeah. fucking love her. She's so funny. Dude, BB Newworth is in that movie. What is I love that movie. <laughs> it's great. Okay, anyway. Number one song is All I Have by Jennifer Lopez featuring LL Cool J. Amazing. Amazing. Debuting at 68, we have Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Not my favorite. At number 74, some country goodness. Alan Jackson's That'd Be Alright. I do love me some Alan Jackson. He is twangy as fuck. Mm. If you need some twangy country. And at 93 is the goddamn banger. X gonna give it to you by DMX. That's a jam. That's a jam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to open at like, Best Buy. They're at Best Buy. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jack and Pacey are friends. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Oh my like God. I've been like begging for friend yeah. moments. And yeah. I think that's why this episode's so good. Cause we get so many of them. It's just nothing but I know. basically. It's such yeah. like a missed opportunity of Jack and Pacey being roommates that we don't get like them hanging out. All we the had time. to have like a stupid, like Emma romance ish story and like, you know, and, like, why don't multiple episodes end with, like, Jack and Pacey sitting on the couch, like, telling each other about their day? I know. Like, give me some male friendship intimacy. I, I would have loved you. that. Because this is so amazing. Amazing. And they're drooling over something that we can't see. Yeah, and they're calling it But it sounds it like her. it's a woman. They're yeah. saying she and her. And Jack's like, even I can appreciate how beautiful she is. Yeah. Oh, my God. And there's, like, a funny porn music playing. It's kind of like... Yeah, (laughs) and then Joey walks up, so she's hanging out with them too. And you're like, "Hell yeah!" I know what I've been living for. I know, I know. And I was like, you know, Jack's like, "Oh, can we afford her? Like, are you sure?" And she's like, "What are you gonna?" Joey's like, "What are you gonna do with something this big?" It's just so like great innuendo. And PZ's like, "Don't be jealous, Joey." Yeah. (laughs) And then of course we see it's a big screen TV, but it's 2003, so it is humongous it's <laughs> I, not a flat it's not a oh like, that kind of humongous i was like i didn't find it to be that big like of a screen but you mean like the tv the depth. itself is <laughs> like fucking huge. it's one of those ones i owned a tv once where i was moving apartments and my mom was helping me the one time my mother ever helped me move an apartment that wasn't moving out of her house yeah and um and she like we went to pick up the tv and she was like no. Call a dump truck. We're not moving this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to happen. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and like, Joey's like, this is one of the most blatant displays of capitalism I've ever seen. I and I was like, welcome, Conrad Joey. <laughs> I know. I was kind of like, I wish we could have gotten more Conrad Joey. <laughs> same, of, same. In the, in the call it, like, you know, have her be radicalized. Yeah, or totally. like, you know, by the liberal institutions <laughs> of of Ivy League higher education you know that would have been such a funny turn to see her totally um but we we get like this is kind of the only time we get like any kind of mention other than but I'm poor too yeah right right (laughs) which Aaron's never gonna let go I cannot believe they wrote that line I know you can't I'm sorry it's just like who would say that and like in that way too it's like so upsetting you're 100% correct my friend (laughs) so Jack's like you don't understand like just the chemistry between these three like I know. we're 30 seconds into this episode I'm having more fun than I've had in weeks I know I'm just like <laughs> I know exactly I, it felt like it honestly felt like Christmas like I was just like this is incredible yeah yeah oh my god and like Joey drags Pacey away as Jack goes to find the sales guy yeah and she's like shouldn't you be doing something better with your money and like 
finally, after all this time, these two are on screen together. I know. And she's just, like, giving him, she's like, I'm, you know, I'm really impressed. Like, I'm impressed with you, Pacey. Yeah. And she's like, I'm proud of how far you've come. Yeah. And he kind of laments in this same journey that he's been going on. He's like, well, I hope I haven't gone that far, you know? Yeah. And- I will say that also he's doing a sight gag where he just starts picking up boxes of electronics oh. as he's, like, walking. <laughs> so at a certain point, he's got, like, multiple electronics under his arms. Amazing. 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 I love it, you know? And like Joey is kind of stunned that he's still worried about losing himself. Yeah. Which like, you know, I understand because like you said, they haven't really been on screen together. And right. they're like, you know, Joey isn't really friends with these people anymore. Like Or it so, doesn't seem that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so she doesn't really know what's going on. On the other hand, it's annoying that the show was like, Pacey, go on this journey with Emma, who's going to be written off in this episode, and no one's going to know that that's what happened. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have a lot spoiler of... Spoiler for the end of the yeah. episode. <laughs> it's not even, we don't even find that out till like, the, the end, end of, of the series. series. <laughs> when she oh. doesn't come back. <laughs> um, Where'd she go? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, she wasn't missed, but, yeah. you know, like, he goes on this journey with her, Emma, instead of, like, Jack, like, we're complaining right, right, right. about, or, like, you know, Jen, Jen you Joey, know, even Joey yeah. to a certain extent. So, you know, I have, I have mixed feelings about this, but on the other hand, like, I'm grateful that, like, I just think that his journey is compelling, you know? I agree with you. Being worried about losing himself. And it feels like an actual through line. Well, and she's like, you know, I'm not... Well, because he says something about, like, I'm worried about losing that guy because, like, I actually think that guy was maybe pretty great. Yeah. And Joey's like, you're still that guy. Like, And, you know, this is, like, what we've kind of been waiting for. And we wanted it with Jen a a few episodes ago. We were saying, like, why can't this be Jen? Yeah. And, like, she kind of goes all in and is, like, you've always been this madcap genius waiting for potential to kick in. It just, like, kicked into high gear. And she's, yeah. like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And he's, like, you know, they have this really just sweet moment where he's, like, thank you so much. That means so much coming from you. Yeah. You know? And she's, like, but I got to tell you, I'm just not going to sit in your apartment and pay homage to this TV. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, come on. You have to come to the party. Yeah. You know? Like, and so we're finding out there's going to be there's a party, be a party tonight. tonight. And they're, like, Yes. yes. And she's like, no, 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 I'm coming to the party. Like, I yeah. need I need cheer, I need libations, I need, like, to take my mind off of Eddie. And like, he's decided to make something of himself. Right. Which, like, I don't, like, what storyline is Joey in? <laughs> the Joey-Eddie storyline just doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I just don't understand what's happening between the two of them, Joey and Eddie. Right. Like, I, they I would love say each we're other. Yeah, like, can we be then done Then she now? says, she walks yeah. away and says he makes the wrong choice when he kisses her. Then she goes on a spontaneous road trip for 3,000 miles. Uh-huh. And then More they- than that, because they take a weird-ass <laughs> yeah, route. Exactly. And Aaron put can- a map on her Instagram. I know, seriously. And I, it's almost, what was it, like 4,800 kilometers. Okay. Yeah. Don't know what that means, but great. Well, people will need to know Oh, that. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, and it doesn't make any sense. And okay. then they com- confess their love, and we get the dumbest kiss scene that we've seen. And we've seen a lot of bad ones. Oof. You know, um, they're like, the crane shot, we need to bring that back. But this time, with the Joey kissing. Yeah. <laughs> And Pacey's like, basically like, yeah, that's a repetitive storyline for you, isn't it? And we're all like, "Uh uh-huh, it sure is, it sure is. And he's like, you know, 
he's like, you know, stop being supportive. It doesn't work for you. And they have this like really funny exchange where he's like, you have to come tonight and just accept my new love, the new love of my life, this TV. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) Joey's like, see, your, your fancy clothes don't fool me. You're the same old guy. Yeah. And like, it's sweet. I love yeah, it. no, it's just it's what we've been begging for. Like, yeah, they have good chemistry. They're obviously catching up on what's going on in each other's lives, right. you know. And like, at least we're getting a feeling about Joey. Like, she's sad that Eddie has decided to make something of himself and gone to LA. Yeah, you know, and like, it's hardly a feeling, but it's better than nothing. So we're getting an emotion from Joey. Yeah, and we'll take it. Yeah, and yeah. A, and a discussion about her emotion with a friend. Yeah, totally. So I'll take it. I'll take you know? it. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it could have been more perfect, but I'll take this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but Anna didn't have a ton to work with I know. going in, so she's making fucking mountains out of molehills. I agree, and, yeah. And yeah. we salute you. I know. Um, so the TV gets moved in. Jen is there. I know. Now Jen's there. I know. And so you're like, yes, friends hanging this out. This is all, like, honestly, this is all we've wanted forever. I know. It's so, like. Just show me these people around each other. I agree with you. Yeah. And Jen makes a dirty as fucking hell comment that I'm not sure that I caught previously. Oh, what is she She says, because Jack is, like, freaking out about the TV. And she goes, Jack, it's a box. It's a big box. Since when have you been into big? boxes and I was like bitch what I was like standards and practices that slipped right by him and then David comes in and Mm -hmm. him and Jack just side hug like a dugger (laughs) yeah I have a note my nitpicky complaint is that Jack and J- I know because I know what year this aired in, uh-huh. right? And so like, uh, they, but they all they do is bro hug and say hi, and like I get it, this show was not going to show them kissing more than a few times. Have we like, even seen them kiss? No, not yet. Yeah, and it's like hard to watch these people who are like confirmed sleeping together. Yeah, like act like they're about to go drink some beers at a bar. I <laughs> like act like they. I, it's so fucked up. I it's, don't know. It's very hard to watch. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, and like Pacey then starts giving Jen a lecture. Like uh-huh. he's like, we move <laughs> And over. you're like, yes, friends. Oh <laughs> right. my God. Pacey Jen friendship. Pacey Jen friendship I've um, lived for. I live it's like for I get it. Pacey Jack and Pacey Jen in one episode. I'm like, I'm like fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he's like lecturing her because she's so unsold on this TV. I know. And he's like, you know, um, Paisley tries to get her to touch the TV and she's like, okay, moving on. <laughs> like, why are we having this party? It's not a housewarming party. Yeah, you've lived here for a long time. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and Paisley's like, I just wanted to spread some joy. And Jen's like, and like okay, when, great. Whenever we say we just need one line, this is what we're talking about. Just with the, It was so easy. I know. It was so easy. <laughs> and Jen's like, great, I'm going to bring CJ to this party. And yeah. Paisley's like... okay (laughs) you know the one that i punched and jen's like yeah Uh yeah Yeah, yeah. and i want you to not punch him you know and pacey's like okay okay i you know i can make that promise and she's like great when i come back i'm gonna have cj i'm gonna have ice ice is for drinks not for boys faces yeah and i was like and while like you know i agree with how pacey feels about cj i also agree with his actions in this situation, Jen's coming to him being like, I'm bringing this guy. You need to be nice to him, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and she's like, like and he's she, like, okay. And he's like, you know, gotcha. okay, I'll try my best, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And so I kind of like that. I mean, you have to remember, like, Pacey was the only one who was like, remember Chad Michael Murray fucked over Jen? And, and other people seem not to care not about to that remember or that remember at all. that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But Pacey did. So yeah. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then Emma walks in as Jen leaving, Jen's leaving, and she is appalled by yeah. this television. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they named the TV Bertha. Great name. Great name. And it's like... You know, I don't know. I have, I was having issues. It only, the TV stuff is going to end like kind of right now, but like we're, or no, not yet because they're setting it up. where like, dudes care about electronics, even the gay one, Jack, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's more about the Y chromosome or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Or like, you know, um, I guess not all dudes have white chromosomes, but still they're like setting it up of like dudes care and women, they don't get it. <laughs> yes, just like, you're right. I don't really understand what's going on here. If my roommate in this time was like, I just bought this giant TV, I'd be like, fuck yeah. I know. Like, I think you wasted your money and that's like taking up a lot of space, but I'll, I'll sit down and but watch But I'm going to sit down and watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 100%. Yeah. It's 100%. Like, I don't really watch that much TV, but my parents got a new TV and they're like, do you want my old one? That's like huge. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. And... I feel like at this, during this year, maybe? No, it was a few years later, where our roommate bought a TiVo. And, like, it was, like, when TiVo first, yeah. like, came out. And we were like, okay, I think this is a waste of money. I'm absolutely going to use it. Yeah. You know? No, my parents gave it to us. No, April bought oh, the TiVo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I inherited it and right. had it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so Emma, we noticed that there's this like, I don't know, squirrely looking dude behind Emma. Yeah. And he like, Jack like kind of notices him and is like, you know, who's, who's this man? Who's, who's this yeah. dirty man <laughs> in, behind in, you? Did a homeless follow you in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Emma tells him it's Gus and he's like, she's like my fiance. And then Gus just starts belching. <laughs> And it's like weird because like we've already had this character introduced with like Seth Rogen and Jack Oz. Right, right, right. So like, I don't know. It's like it's like the show is obsessed with one of two characters, the fucking asshole, Mm -hmm. like unbearable to be around white dude or the like gross one, gross one. And it's it's a choice. It's, there's just, there is really a lot of them. I know. And it, like I've said in the last episode, it's just like, I don't, like, I don't think all men are assholes or like, I don't think that's like, these are the two options. Right. Yes. I, I just don't understand what's happening. Right, right, right. We can break down that this, like, there's like a toxic masculinity thing going on in that, like, in this show, it's like, with besides our characters, any other male yeah. is like an absolute fuck nugget. I know. And like, I mean, that's just like, why can't people just, they don't have to be great. They could just be fine. Complicated, hello. Or complicated. But even if it's someone one? like, who's coming in for like one scene in an episode, yeah, like yeah. you could just make them fine. I they know. They could just be okay. I know, yeah. Men are allowed to be just okay. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of you are, and I say that as a positive. Yeah. Um, so Dawson, then we go, we go into Dawson. He's walking into rehab where Audrey is, and before he can even tell the receptionist why he's there, Audrey's yeah. like, Dawson! 
(laughs) She's so so excited. They have such good chemistry together. God, they do. And you're like, why couldn't we? It's the same with Andy, too, where Andy and Dawson really vibed off each other. And I would have loved more scenes with the two of them. And I feel the same way about Audrey. Yeah. And like, I don't even need Audrey and Dawson to date necessarily. Like, I would have just loved them as like, what if Joey's best friend and Joey's old best, new best friend and old best friend became became best best friends. friends. I totally agree with you. I, I, I was thinking that exact same thing of like that journey would have been awesome. And I just think that like there's this thing and I, you know, I, we keep trying to put our finger on it and I'm just, I think it's like kind of fruitless. So I'm going to maybe try to pull back on us trying to do that. But I, I do wonder why this show seemed so intent on like not following chemistry. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seems like it glares at you sometimes where you're just like, man, you just really did not care that these people had chemistry. I know. I totally agree with you. It's because like, I feel like in the first season, Dawson and Joey do have chemistry, but then kind of after that, she has once they break up, she has the least chemistry with him of all of the females on the show. So like, why do we keep going back to that one right. that like becomes increasingly painful to watch? You know, yes. I do know. I do know. Um, and like Audrey's just like, Oh my God. Like, did you bring me magazines to read? She, did like, you bring me NyQuil? Sneezes, and yeah. she's like, then she asks for NyQuil. Yeah. And then the receptionist is like, you're not going to get better if you keep doing the drugs. drugs. And yeah. then she's like, okay, fine. I'm fine with the drugs, but please tell me about something to read. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's like a whole barrel of energy and it's like it's kind of good to see like her like we're seeing the fruits of the rehab yeah. you know like she's kind of coming back into her like self. kind of wild audrey yeah but in, i mean that isn't in a loving and good way yeah yeah, yeah yeah like she's more bubbly and yeah. like less destructive you know yeah totally because she's like she, i'm so sick of reading the bible and she's yeah. like you know people steal a lot from the bible and she's just like chaotic and <laughs> i love her yeah, i'm just yeah. like this is great and we find out that she's been smoking a lot. Yeah, it's sweet because Dawson asked, like, just flat out asks her if she's okay. Yeah. Like, he's, like, actually making community with her and being right. like, how are you? You are my friend. I right. want to know, you yeah. know, in a way that, like, we don't always see Dawson do. Right. And, like, they share. So she's like, I've been smoking more. Like, they kind of encourage you to smoke. Yeah. Um, and then Dawson's like, well, I've been living in Todd's guest house, so. Yeah, which, like, it's so whole, like, I don't understand the character of Todd because we're supposed to think he that was his first movie, but somehow he has a guest house. Right. No idea. Okay. And Wicked Dead's going straight to cable, which means, like, Todd got knocked down a peg. And, yeah. like, he's like, and I'm not going to direct anything for a really long time. And Audrey just looks at him and goes... Yeah, I'm in a rehab. (laughs) Which I just loved it. I loved loved her line reading of it. I I loved loved her bringing him back in this way that is like a friend too. Like I feel like that's why they're such good friends because she can like snap him out of his self being self-absorbed. Right. And And not in an an amazing way. Very few people can do that. I think that Pacey was good at the beginning of the series but like obviously as their friendship totally imploded it became there was too much tension behind it although Pacey still tried to like you know like try to do it I mean at some points it was kind of mean trying you know but at the same time like that was their dynamic so to see Audrey doing it I kind of really liked it and it kind of it does you believe their friendship right and we know they spent the whole summer together. So, like, he's actually spent more time with Audrey in the last two years than he has with Joey. Joey yeah. Yeah. And Audrey's like, bro, did you really not bring me any magazines? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> 
And then Dawson from across the like pool area sees this woman, Tony Stark, not Iron Man, Tony Stark, Tony with an I. Yeah. Tony, and- Tony, Tony. <laughs> yeah, she wishes. I know. <laughs> and he's like all excited because she's like some huge producer. And Audrey's like, yeah, well, like, don't get too excited. There's like a million celebrities. I know. Like, I don't know. And she's like, come on, you came to visit me. Yeah. But then like, she's like, all right, let's get into hijinks. Right. Because like he starts fanboying about yeah. Tony Stark and... Like, Audrey's like, whatever, man. Like, you know, you, cause he's like, oh, she used to eat people for breakfast, like guys like me for breakfast. And Audrey's like, that's drunk her. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows what she's like now? And like, she, and she says this line where she's like, you're the only person to come and visit me. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, you're. Your parents who supposedly love you. The whole, remember Joey being like, you have to be around people that love you. Exactly. And like, no one's come to see her. Yeah. Even though her parents are maximum like, 45 minutes away. Yeah. In traffic an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. And to his credit, like Dawson's like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like we're going to, we're going to work through what yeah. brought you here. And Audrey's like, never mind. Let's stop this lady. Yeah. It's I don't want to do so that. Cute. It's hilarious. It's such a friend moment too. I know. Where he's like, you're right. Like, let's do this. Yeah. And she's like, nope. If you're going to be like, that absolutely yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the exactly. answer is no. yeah and it's just like oh they're such cute friends and I I, again like watching this episode it like i'm excited that we got this but at the same time it kind of made me mad that we didn't get more of these moments i agree with you completely you know? i agree with you completely like this episode is such a breath of fresh air and yet it's like so you had the ability to deliver on everything that we wanted yeah and you seem to know that we wanted it yeah because you seem to have wanted it too but it just like what yeah. We've just been floundering through like 14 episodes, basically, or 12, uh, 13 episodes. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you bring on this new character, Audrey, to like then put her with new characters that need, you know, yeah. or old characters that need new scene partners. Exactly. Including Dawson, you know, because yeah. Dawson's kind of like, I guess, like worn out is welcome with like a lot of the characters. Sure. He's like no longer friends with Joey or Pacey him and Jen broke up so like you know they're, they're friends friendly, but, but not yeah. in the same way and that just leaves Jack right. and like the show's like nah Jack we don't really like that guy even though he's one of the funniest characters oh, god right yeah so we go back to the party where Jen is coming in with CJ and she drops it right at the front door yeah. that this is Pacey's house <laughs> which like you know I'm kind of like what is the deal with CJ right because like Jack lives there too right and, like, does he not know Jack or... No, but he, they've all hung out. Yeah. Yeah, so he does. Yeah. Right. And so, like, Paisley's... Or, or CJ's like, wait, wait, wait. The dude who punched me at that No Doubt concert, is he, this is his house? Yeah. And he's like, maybe we should just, like, drop this ice off and then, like, go? Yeah. And she's... She says one of the best things that has ever been said on Dawson's Creek. I, please, take it away, Aaron, because I agree with you 100%. She was like, yeah, but, like... It's one of my best friends, and if you and I, CJ, are going to work, like, you need to know them. Yep. And she says, please, will you come? I know. And, like, this is one thing that I, like, also don't understand about the whole Eddie of it all. Yeah. Like, he barely knew any of Joey's friends. Which, right. Which, you know, it, like, is the show's doing, I get it, but on the other hand, what it represents is that, like, Joey maybe isn't really friends with these people. Well, and, like, that's such a thing, right? Like, I get it. When you first start dating someone, maybe they don't meet your friends yeah. right away. Like, but if you're at the point where you're telling someone you love them. A hundred percent. But, and, like, I'm trying to think back to this time, like, because, yeah. you know, we all lived together, so it was, like. Yeah, it's different. 
Right, so if you brought someone home, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we were gonna meet them. Yeah, we met people that you weren't dating. <laughs> yeah, we met. We, that's true. We met people whose name you later forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I had to check someone's ID once. Remember that? <laughs> I, like, I don't think you're eighteen. <laughs> I forgot, but now I remember. Um, and then, like, and so. But I think, like, I think back to this, and it's, like, true, where it was, like, there was always a thing of, like, them meeting us. Yeah, Like, yeah, the yeah, people totally. that we were dating, meeting the friends, and, like, well, you want could someone... you hang with these yeah, people? Yeah, you want someone to be in your life, and that means hanging with your friends. Right. And, like, I remember us at that age. I mean, we were wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always, like, a test. Like, can you, you know, you don't have to love us, but, like, you're going to have to be able to be around us. Yes, definitely. You know, yeah. and like, and we're a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. yeah. So to his credit, CJ does, is like, okay, fine. Yeah. And we go to Joey. They, they, they walk no, into the party. Yeah. And then CJ notices the TV as well. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's like such an eye roll. Yeah. And then Joey is like, we go to Joey and Pacey. Joey's impressed. He's like... This is amazing. Yeah. This party. And Pacey's like, it's because of the TV. <laughs> and he calls her Bertha. And Joey's like, did you name this television? And I was like, girl, of course. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> and then she, like, asks her to make, ask him to make her a real drink. She's yeah. like, so she wants something fruity and mind-dumbing. No, she, yeah, she asks for something to drink. Or he asks her if she wants something to drink. And he opens the fridge and starts rattling off all the non-alcoholics. Stuff. And he gives her beer. He's and like, he's beer, like, yeah. And she, she's like, actually, can you make me something fruity and mind numbing and yeah. he's like totally stunned at the yeah. suggestion he's like, okay yeah and then he like tells her she looks great tonight yeah, yeah. and she jokes like oh i figure it was time for a shower like the it's just like this banter it's like immediately back right. like i feel like i'm in home movies and they're like and the thing is about their banter is because they already know each other they can banter yeah. like versus like when you don't know someone you know and she does it with eddie it's, it's like, like a little bit caustic yeah, and it's just like Eddie's trying to get to know you, and you're saying you just showered, for example, you know? And it's like, well, I get that's your energy, but like at the same time, like it doesn't like, quite work the same you're way. You're like a riddle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is so weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like Pacey's just super sweet, and he like is like, you know, I, I've heard things haven't been going super great, but like, I, you know, you're going to get through this. You always do. Yeah. And she. She starts off on this, like, you know, I'm, of course, I'm always going to be the one that gets over the boy and takes the exam and drives the roommate to rehab because someone's got to do that. And I was like, let us break this down, shall we? <laughs> one, we saw Joey explicitly not take the exam at the yeah. end of last semester. So this feels a little off. Yeah. And two, and I want to preface this statement by saying that I in no way have a degree that qualifies me to say what I'm about to say. Uh-huh. So take it with a grain of salt. But Joey's hyper responsibility sometimes reads to me as trauma response from yeah. her childhood. And I wish we could have explored that more. Like, I get that this is a TV show and not therapy, but like, it would have been interesting to see that a little bit more explicitly laid out that like, yeah. this is why she's no I agree I feel like I feel like that's one thing I've been complaining about specifically this season is that they the show itself leans into people just making assumptions instead of like having it you know be this discussion or whatever right. and the way that it starts out like in first season they kind of more explicitly say things right. you know of Joey like it's more talked about of Joey's feelings about 
not having parents at home and having to be a parent and a child at the same time, you know? And like in double date when she's like, Pacey's like, why are you doing this snail project? And she's like, because I have to get out of here and I need a scholarship and I need to do extra credit. Yeah. 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 And then for the tango, she's like, let's do this because I need a scholarship, (laughs) you know? And so we kind of get a more in-depth exploration. And then like this season we get her saying, but I'm poor too. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so like I agree where it's it's kind of it it this like it goes all over the place and they just want you to lean into societal norms yeah. and you know your your worst instinct the shorthand of yeah, it yeah yeah totally mm-hmm. like well her dad's in jail wink you know what that means like yeah yeah we need to judge his morality when it's right. like well Jen's dad is a literal criminal totally yeah totally so joey's like you know what if i don't do it and like someone else will do like all this responsible shit and this is where pacey steps in and is like i you think of this as a safe space right like Mm -hmm. my apartment and he's like enjoy yourself kind of like i'll watch out for you and like he passes her a drink and she's like all right and like pours more more vodka vodka in it's like like, girl but I love this so much. I love yeah. that Pacey understanding that in order to do this, she needs to feel safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, he does that for her. I know. He's like, I'm going to offer you safety. Like, yeah. that's not a small thing. I it know. seems like it, but it's not. And Joey just takes that and I is know. like, no, I trust you. Like, you're going to make sure I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. And, like... I get to be a little wild and maybe I get to be a little bit embarrassing, but like yeah. you're going to make sure that it doesn't like, yeah, there's no boundaries crossed. No. And the, what a missed opportunity that Jack and Pacey are living together this yeah. se- semester, this season. And like, I've been complaining, like, why wasn't there the, like, he, he just left like her and Audrey drunk, you know? Scene. Yeah. And like, we could have had more of an exploration of what was going on with her and also see kind of the breakdown of her friendship with Audrey right. in this other way. Right. Um, But I agree because we cut then directly to Joey and David on the couch, and Joey's (laughs) drunk now and telling telling him about Jack's art. Oh my god, I loved it so. I mean, my favorite character is back. I know, drunk Joey. Here she is. She's spilling all the tea. I know. She's like talking, just telling David that like this is how her and Jack got together in the first place, and she's like before. Yeah. That made me laugh so hard. Me too. And she's like, you know, when I first met him, he was like kind of shy and dorky. And then like she tells She's like, I would have never known he liked me until I drew him and he got excited. The face she makes too. It's so funny. Like we just deserved so much more of I this. Know. You know? Like, I know. I know. Why go away to college without more of this? Of drunk Joey. I know. I know. Yeah. And it's like, it's so delight. It's delightful. Yeah, it's yeah. so fun to watch. Yeah. And then we go to rehab where, which should be not fun to watch, but is also fun to watch. Oh my watch. God, they're having the best time. It's and great. their friendship is like, I've been wanting to see this for so long. Right, because like Dawson, Audrey, and Dawson's cargo pants are stalking yeah. this producer. <laughs> and Audrey's like, go, like, go. Yeah, I know, it's it. so funny. <laughs> they're so fun together. And Dawson like, is so bold. Like, I don't know, Aud- like he already is bold, but Audrey kind of brings out the best in yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I like, agree. You know, and it's like, it's, it's actually, they are like actually good friends, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. And he like tries to play it cool. Like he's just like, oh, I'm just here looking for a magazine near you. Yeah. And like Tony Stark just immediately hits on Dawson. And I, I was know. like, woo girl, he's like 20 years younger I than know. you. I know. The show's obsessed with this trope though. Mm. 
But and Dawson like then calls her a genius and like kind of goes off on like fanboying on her. Yeah, yeah. And, and she Tony's makes a comment like, about his all hands. sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about how big they are or something. And she's like, "Okay, I'm done now that you're fanboying over me." I know. And he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." <laughs> he had like no game plan. None. It's None. so funny. And no game. I know. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Oh no, it's great. I really love hearing about how I was great ten years ago." And I was like, "Ooh, yeah." You but. kind of like. This is, like, the kind of one, like, episode character that you kind of like. Where yeah. she says one line and you're like, oh, I totally understand what's going on with you. <laughs> yeah, why you're, you're in, in a rehab, bad place. Yeah. What the fuck's happening. Yeah, you're you not know? in a good place, girl, yeah. and I'm seeing that. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, I have to give Dawson one small kudo here that, like, he is fanboying over a female. Yeah like artist yeah. or you know person that he loves we almost never see that yeah, so exactly. like good for you and, and audrey's in the corner just laughing her ass off at him failing totally because like so fucking she's funny. like she like looks at him like are we gonna fuck or what yeah. basically <laughs> and then she walks away and audrey's like <laughs> so awesome amazing amazing because he's like oh can i get your advice on the business and yeah. she's like no no <laughs> I love Audrey so much. <laughs> so then we go to the party. We get a great through the fridge shot. I know. This yeah. This is great. Da- Jen's there. David comes up. Yeah. And Jen's just like really on edge. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. like. She's she's like stoked that there's been no punching. Yes. Which is a low yes. bar. But like, okay. And David kind of is like, oh, well, do you want a drink? And she's like, no, I'm trying to stay clean and sober for CJ. And David's like, girl, he don't, he don't give a fuck. Yeah, you he doesn't care if, yeah. around him. It doesn't matter. And you can see that Jen, like, I get it. She she just started dating this guy and, like, look, we just got to eliminate that I hate CJ. But, like, you know, understanding yeah. this situation. Right. That's our big asterisk on all CJ scenes. We hate him. Yeah. He's not good for Jen. Why is we this wish happening? he wasn't here. Yeah. But he okay. let us break down yeah. what is happening. Because, like... It's like you wouldn't... She obviously doesn't know how to act around him. She wants to be respectful and supportive of him in right. the way that Jen, you know, that's her character. Yeah, that's her deal. And so she's like, okay, well, he doesn't drink, so I'm not going to drink. But, like, they obviously haven't talked about this. And this is, like... I don't know, how do you talk about that without, like, real-life experience, you know? Totally. Like, being at a party. Totally. And, like, Jen's like, it's easier this way. And David, like, who I actually really like all of what he's here for in this episode. She's like, he's like, what, like, lying? Like, yeah. you drink, it's fine, you can yeah. have a beer. And Jen's like, no, 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 like, not lying. And then she's kind of like, Ugh. And Pacey comes up right then, uh-huh. like, and he and he comes into the into the fridge shot and grabs a a hide of beer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen thanks him for being nice, yeah. which is such a good friend moment. Yeah. You know? And Pacey's like, yeah, well, I chatted with him, and turns out he's not that bad, and we made up, and I offered him a drink. And the thing is, I kind of needed to see this scene. Of him offering no, CJ a drink. Of him of CJ being nice. Yeah, of of Pacey and CJ making up. Yeah, like why like th- I know the show is obsessed with like, no, nothing fucked up happened with Audrey, but right. even at the time we thought it did. Yeah. So we kinda need this scene so that at least we can understand like our moral compass. Understand exactly why we're supposed to be okay with like the turn of character of CJ. Couldn't agree with you more. You know? Couldn't agree with you more. But Jen's like he re- 
he refused this drink, right? <laughs> and Pacey's like, no, like no, no one refuses no one does drink. that. <laughs> and like Jen's like, well, alcoholics refuse drinks. And Pacey's Pace- like, damn. <laughs> Pacey then makes this joke, which I totally laughed at. He's like, there's a lot of underage alcoholics. <laughs> and I was and like, these parts. Yes, yeah. it's kind of like we're done with this story. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right, all right, I'm on damage control. I will fix this. Has anyone seen Joey? And we cut straight to drunk Joey talking to CJ. Oh, my God. And she. This might be the best one. I know. This is like the most iconic drunk yeah, yeah, Joey yeah. scene, I think. Um, and she's she's like talking to him and she's like, you know, you've really changed Jen. And I, I was like, okay, I just need to back up. Yeah. Like, does Joey know that they're dating? Like, are we supposed to assume that like they talked or Joey's just making this assumption, assumption. that she brought her the, him yeah, to the party? Yeah. But then how is Jen exactly changed for Joey to be making this statement? <laughs> no you know? Idea. And you're no. like, what is jo- happening? And Joey seems to be talking about Jen from like six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but like is implying that CJ has done Who's this work. No, no. Which I like, actually kind of think is funny. Yeah. Like, it's just like, but also, like, jo- Joey's like, she was a troubled young lady. And, and CJ's, CJ's like, like oh, so I've heard, I've heard yeah. you know. And then Joey Potter, Joey Potter, Joey fucking Potter just goes, she killed a girl once. With champagne. Abby Morgan <laughs> killed her with champagne. It makes it fucking i was so loudly laughing in my apartment it's so awesome it's so funny katie holmes is so funny as i this. know i know i just am like oh my god this is hilarious and she tries to start pushing champagne on cj who's like i'm good yeah i'm good and she's just like making this face like <laughs> you know you want it <laughs> It's, it's amazing. So funny. It's so funny. I mean, we've talked about Katie Holmes's faces in like dramatic scenes yeah. that like the, a lot of this show like rests on right. the fact that she's a very good face actor. Yeah. But we really need to like her drunk acting is so funny because she does these over the top like <laughs> lip smackings, open mouth, like a lot of open mouth, a lot of open mouth, yeah. like like oh yeah, like stuff that like it is really campy and like dumb, but it, it's, it's so, so fucking funny. funny. It's so funny, and you know someone like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally. there is one drunk person in your life that acts like that. I know it's so funny. Totally. Totally. And so Pacey like finds them and is like, okay, we're going to yeah. leave you alone now. And like, and then he's like, so sorry that I offered you that drink. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. So he brings Joey over to this bed. Um, I, I, I think it's Emma's bed. Yeah. It's weird because like, we don't really understand the layout, but now it's kind of seems like it's like a full on loft downstairs with yeah. Emma's bed there. But then the upstairs is like where the boys boy bedrooms are and you're like what the fuck i don't understand this apartment yeah but like he he brought joey some water which i was like um oh god just a mensch a mensch he's so great and she's like what do you think cj stands for thank you (laughs) pacey's like no idea girl not a clue (laughs) and that starts joey down this rabbit hole where she's like everyone's Everyone is like just working things out, like Jen and CJ and that British girl and that gross guy. <laughs> and she's like, I'm no good at this. I just push people away. 
And like Pacey's like, which like honestly, I love she's talking about this. I if do we're not going to get a sober Joey talking about any feeling, like that's why we need more of a drunk Joey. This is for, what like, I said. I literally my my note in all caps is I am living for this. I know. And then like think about like if if we had like say they had gone down the route that we were talking about where it's like Joey and Audrey would like drink together sometimes, yeah, but yeah. you saw the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the emotional conversations, because clearly, like she gets like what she had like one, maybe two drinks. I know, and she's like <laughs> just spilling mess, the tea, yeah, just messed totally. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Which I fucking appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Which but, makes sense because she's so uptight. Right. That, like that. Know. Like the second she gets yeah. an inhibition yeah. loose, it's like the floodgates. Open. I know. Yeah. But like, think of all the emotional conversations yeah. we could have gotten. Like, let them get drunk. Like college yeah, we kids could have do. actually heard her feelings that were brought up in Downtown Crossing about her dad, or like and her feelings about Dawson, yeah. or her feelings about Eddie, or her Professor feelings about Wilder. or Hetson, yeah. or Harley. I or mean, best like- friend Harley. <laughs> never, also, that's never not funny. <laughs> but like Joey's just like you know. These, like, these guys, like, they go out to sea. <laughs> she I, says it to Basie. I know. Or they move across country or follow their dreams just because I told them to. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? There's always something better out there than me. I know. And I was like, I love it. I know. I want. I know. I, I mean, I don't love that that's Joey's truth, but, like, I love hearing her say that. Well, like, she's is, actually done a fucking thought about it. Yeah. And, like, that's her truth, and she holds it in. And, like, if she, if we had actually seen better friendships portrayed, then she would be in a better place about that. Yes. You know? Um, yes. And so I like that she's telling her best friend about it. Yeah. You know? And Pacey is a great best friend because he's like, no, 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 no. You're looking at this the wrong way. Yeah. You are so amazing that these guys want to be better men. Mm-hmm. And Joey looks at him and goes, well, we're not together. Oh, shit. And Pacey's like, true. Do you know how that felt the first time you said that? I was like, did we scream? That felt like a moment we screamed. We had to (laughs) And he's like, he seems a little sad. He sighs and says, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah. And he's like sad, and she and and she's like, well, don't look sad. Like we're We're talking about my my life. life. (laughs) Yours is great. And then she does that thing that she did in the rave episode. She like mushes his cheeks up into uh-huh. a smile. Yeah. And, and you know, I also appreciate this drunk part of her that gets uncomfortable and then like totally pivots out of this conversation <laughs> right. that might have come up with what yeah. just was said. And yeah. she's like, oh, right, you're not over me. And like tries to like joke around and yeah. make light of it. And he's know? like, oh. Yeah. And then she's like, remember at the Christmas dinner from hell, like Audrey said that you're not over me. That yeah. must be terrible for you. And Paisley's like sarcastic about it. He's like, I mean, uh, quite the hardship. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, you know, I have to maintain this friendship with a dream girl like yourself. And Joey's like, oh, you must get lonely. And then Pacey, I love this I life. know, it's so funny. He's like, I carry myself to sleep every night, but Jack and I cuddle and it eases the pain. <laughs> He's and a I good was cuddler. Like, I love them <laughs> so, so much. It's so cute. I, oh, I wish we had gotten more of Jack um, and Pacey. Oh my God. <laughs> what if we got a Jack and Pacey actually cuddling? Oh, oh my, my God. God. Just fucking, oh, I would die. Yeah. I would die. And Joey's just kind of like, great, talk about our feelings. I'm going to the kitchen. She leaves him alone on a bed that's covered in hearts. <laughs> it's a bedspread covered in hearts. So Just wanted to say that. Yeah, wow. So yeah, I hope, I guess it's Emma's. I, I, that's what it, 
So here is number one song crime that was committed in this yeah, episode. Yeah, he's like, this is not the real song. No, you know what the real song is? Huh. Take it off by the Donnas. Oh my God. Yeah. What? A fucking crime that oh they changed my God. it. Number one, I love the Donnas. Yeah. Shout out Palo Alto, Palo Alto Punk Rock. Number two, a banger. Yeah. That song is so great. Yeah. God, I love the Donnas. And we get the... F- you dressed up as the Donnas with your friends for Halloween once, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Love it. Um, we get the funniest cuts of people partying Montage. and having fun. Montage. It's just like... The- Joey's drinking more. Emma's doing They really dance. brought in a lot of montages in season six because there was a road trip yeah, montage that one last sucked. episode. And you're just like, okay. This is a great montage. It's a choice. I agree, but like it's. I was like, this is the montage we need. Yeah, of we're gonna get at a one. party. We want this. Yeah, yeah, doing it. Like Dave, Jack, and David are t- on the couch. Pacey and Joey laughing. Like we yeah. just see people having fun at yeah, a party. Yeah, totally. And then we end up with Jack on the couch next to Emma, with Gus on her other side. So she's in between Jack yeah. and Gus, and they're watching the TV. And and Jack's like, when did you stop going to school, man? <laughs> yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. Remember when Emma's connected to all of these people? We're supposed to think her and Jack are like really good friends yeah, close. in this episode, but like I was like, have they ever even really talked? talked? Like twice. Emma's such an enigma to me. I girl, I have a whole speech at the end about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So apparently at the end of last semester, she stopped going to school. So now there's an immigration hell's issue. Bells have really taken off. Really taken off, yeah. And Jack's like looks at Gus and is like, yo, man, you still in school? Yeah. And Gus is like, no, 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 I'm in a roadie for for Emma. her band. What's going on here? Yeah, and like Gus is like pulling gum off his shoe with his bare hands like, as he talks to them. Also, don't really understand the setup of this storyline because obviously she's been working, so she has some kind of work visa. Or Hell's Kitchen has, like, paid her under the table, which then I have questions about why they would fire Eddie for punching a customer that was unruly. Yeah. If they're the type of place that, like, allows underage drinking and pays people under the table, that part doesn't Mm -hmm. really check out. Mm -hmm. And then, like, if she's going to school to have a visa, then why doesn't she just keep enrolled in classes and, like, not really go? Right. And then if her visa's revoked, I don't understand why she just doesn't, stay there if she's working under the table right all good questions Mm -hmm. all good questions um you know and i don't i feel like there are other visas that you could get if you were in the arts and your band was taking off like i'm sure there are i don't know a lot about that part of the immigration system but but i mean it's like she's a british citizen so she can have a travel visa right for a long it's kind of long yeah I think it's six months Six now. months, yeah. I don't know. Um, so. So it doesn't really make sense what's happening. And again, they were relying on like the audience, like not knowing. knowing. Right. Yeah. But it's so bad. But that it's so bad that we were, I even remember the time being like, what, what? is going on? Yeah. What's, what's happening? Right. And like, even like, if you like, whatever, I'm not to get in the weeds about this, but even if you do get married like this way, it's still a whole long process to yeah. sort out your green card. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So Jack's like, I mean, this seems quickly. Have you thought this through? And Emma's like, I mean, I can't be here unless I marry someone, which is what we're complaining about. Like, is that true? Yeah. And then Gus is super gross and like slaps her on the ass as she leaves to get drinks. Yeah. She's like, do you need anything? And he's like, yeah, get me a beer. And can you make me a sandwich and put some chips in it and crunch them up? And you're like, 
what is this? Yeah, great question. Like, what? Yeah. I don't and, understand what's going on here. And Jack's like, uh, so Gus, like, what's in this for you? Mm-hmm. And apparently he's going to move into this apartment with them. <laughs> free room and board. Wow. And, like, he says something sexually gross yeah, yeah, yeah. that I didn't write down because yeah. I was so grossed out by it. He's like, she'll cook for me, too. And, and then, Jack's like, maybe like, I get to have other women in the bedroom or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very weird. Jack's kind of like, she doesn't really cook. She puts things in a blender. <laughs> She's British. Um, no offense to those on the Great British Bake Off. Yeah. You seem great. Um, but Emma then comes back and hopes, like, they're getting to know each other. And Gus is like, yeah, Jack's great. He doesn't seem gay. And then Jack gives this look that's, like, perfection. I know. Like, I'm going to fucking murder this I man. Know. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's about to get up. And Emma just puts her hand on his <laughs> chest and is like, nope. Don't. And then, like, a boss just starts drinking straight out of the champagne bottle. I, I was like, girl, I clocked it. Like, I definitely want to say that, I like, haven't been there. <laughs> you know, like you keep saying, if we're going to tell this story, tell it. You know, like, if we're going to get into a story about the corruption of our immigration system in America, like, I'd love to see that. Sure. I'd love to know more about that. I'd love yeah. to know what their take is on it, how our kids feel about this, you right. know? Like, it is fucking corrupt, you know? Absolutely. And then, like, how, like, and then on top of that, like, there's this real darkness about the idea that, like, we uphold marriage to be this one sacred thing. Right. And then judge people that might get married because we have a corrupt immigration, immigration system. system. Like that, it's it's stupid. That's yeah. dumb. Like if we're going to have a corrupt system and someone's going to go about it through the only way they know how to, God bless them. Yeah. You have know? fun. Like you got to make it work. Totally. But then to judge someone and be like, yeah, could you marry someone you don't love? What? What? I mean, this is so bizarre. I agree. You know, with you. like I know that this is still in the time like pre-gay, you know, gay marriage federally in the U.S. and like um, Massachusetts probably had it at this point though, or close to it. Yeah, but it would have been right. federally recognized. <laughs> right, right, right. Get a of green course. card. No, 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 no. Um, you know, so like, you know, that was in the point in which we had this. We still upheld these weird ideas about marriage that right. it has to be this like sacred thing, and then we're going to judge people that get divorced and da da da, da and all these right. things wrapped around it. And then also, it really is just fundamentally a tax issue, right? <laughs> like so, as a single person, yeah. I'm pretty pissed about it. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you know, like if we could get into a story and they could tell so many different ways about it, fine, right? But we're just going to get this weird, doesn't make sense, t- so many plot holes, and then like you know, spoiler, it doesn't go anywhere, right? Right. Agreed. Anyway. Audrey and Dawson continue to stalk Tony Stark. And she like kind of knows, like she knows they're kind of following her. And they end up in a group therapy session where Audrey just takes the reins and is like, okay, we're going to just pretend to be a couple here. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of encouraging him. Yeah. And Dawson's like, are you just, are you like actually encouraging me or are you just bored? You know? And it's like, it's kind of both. Yeah. She's like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go back to the party. Emma's doing a keg stand again. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm so glad that part of my life is over. God, beer bongs. Oof. Oh, Oof. God. And Jack and Pacey are, like, standing on the opposite ends of this TV and, like, yes. discussing the marriage thing. I know. Which is hilarious yeah. to me. It's amazing. I love the framing. Like, Jack's like, this dude's going to move in here, man. Yeah. (laughs) And Pacey's, like, not stoked at all. Yeah, he's like, uh, no. Uh, what? And Jack's like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Emma's in a bind, like, you know, but this guy's a creep, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. And I like I, I feel the same as Jack. Like I yeah. get it, but like Ooh. this guy, you know. Yeah. So then Jen and CJ are sitting on this bed. So it's got to be Emma's bed. It seems like it's in the living room. He does, yeah. Right? Like, there are yeah. people everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. It's like, it's a loft where there's no... She doesn't have an actual bedroom. Right. She just has, like... But, like, a, you didn't block that off? I don't know what's going on. Okay. So, um, Jen asks if, like... She's like, are you having fun? Are you drinking? <laughs> like, it's she's so like, awkward. <laughs> I'm like, Jen, honey, calm down. Like, again, I get it because she doesn't know how to act. Yeah, yeah. And they've just started dating. And previous to this, he's been a total asshole to her. Totally. And they haven't really gotten to know each other, which is why I don't understand why she likes him or why she's made this turn to what's going on. But okay. Whatever. You know, they're still new in their whatever is going on, yeah. you know. And CJ, like, kind of sets her straight. And it was like, look, it felt rude to say no when Pacey offered me a drink. So I said yes, because I didn't want to get into it with a stranger that about my drinking, you know? And, you know, but yeah. thanks for telling him. Yeah. Because now he's apologizing to me. Yeah. Like, he, he's apologizing like I'm dying, you right. know? And, like, so he, you know, it's like CJ's lived experience is like, in this situation, easier to say yes and then put the beer down and go on with my life, yeah. you know? And, like, you're running your mouth telling everyone my personal details. Right. And she's like, it's just that as long as I've known you, you, like, live by this set of those rules and it, like, seems like you're, you're not sticking to him. She does say it is a disease. Right. Which is such of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I know. And he's like, yeah, like, I figured out that I was maybe being too strict on myself and that, like, I wouldn't be here with you if I was sticking to my old rules. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, and you probably should keep an eye on Joey. She told me you killed someone. <laughs> Amazing. And Jen's like, because he tells her he hasn't, like, taken a drink. Like, he's thought about it for an hour with yeah. his drink in his hand. And she's like, wait, you haven't been drinking? And he's yeah. like... I, you've thought about it, you know? Yeah. And CJ kind of calls her out in this way where, like, again, they're trying to make him that they are good for each other. Right. And I do think this sentiment is. He's like, why are you making excuses for why we won't work? Right. Because she's like, I don't want what happens between us to be detrimental to either of us, which I think is a great sentiment. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and he says that thing. And I was like, I also think this is a great sentiment. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think Jen needs to call people to call her on this sometimes. Cause I do think she can do this. Yeah. And like, I'll give Dawson credit that he did it as well. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. did that whole episode where he's like, I'm not going to leave. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go to the movies. If you want to come, you can. Yeah. But, like, I'm coming home to you. I know. And, like, she kind of needs to hear that. Yeah. And I think, like, CJ's been awful to her before this and Jen doesn't deserve it. But I wish that this was with a different guy that yeah. we got her having someone say that to her. Right. I agree. Like. Yeah, no, I agree. Because, like, if I was in a position to buy into CJ, this would buy me into him. Totally. But I've he's already dead to me. Right. So I'm He like, already sucks. No. So I don't need this. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then we go back to rehab where Audrey has now decided to put on a Southern accent. It's so funny. Amazing. It's, and she introduces herself at this group meeting. And Busy Phillips is so funny. She's so funny. And like, she's making Dawson struggle not to laugh, which I yeah. love. Like, he's like, <laughs> yeah. She's she implies that Dawson is both her cousin and, and also her husband. husband. So funny. And that they have many children yeah. together. And then we start my favorite scene, kind of scene. Yeah, I yeah. love scenes like this where 
they're having a conversation without having a conversation. Yeah, they're doing the snark, funny stuff that, like, Joey likes to do. But then they make the change to it being real instead of ending it at that and right. being like, wink, you know. Right, because, like, they're not doing it in the Dawson's Creek way of this having a conversation without having a conversation. Yeah. Dawson says that Audrey drove the car through the living room, which he she did. Yeah, because she's kind of sets it up of like, well, I did a lot of things when I was drunk, you know? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, like drive a car through my living room. And then she kind of like turns and looks at him instead of like the group session. Right. And then that's when we know they're just talking to each other. And she's like, I'm really not proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I told people things they didn't need to hear. I mean, yeah. she's still all doing this in a Southern accent, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like, makes so it funny. funny. Yeah. But, like, you know, she's like, I pushed people away because I didn't want them to see me. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's like, the thing about Dawson is he was quiet about it, not judgmental. He just kept picking me up over and over again. Yeah. He's always been a good friend to her. Yeah. It's so sweet. I love it. And he, like, and then he takes this, too, and he participates. Like, Dawson isn't a fun person, but with Audrey, he's fun. He, like, gets to be a little Same bit fun. Same with Andy, where, like, they're drunk singing. Oh, my and God. Like, that is one of my top favorite scenes of the whole series. <laughs> Incredible. Um, Incredible. And he, my name is Andy. My boyfriend, Pacey, makes, makes me, me Randy. Randy. Oh, it's my God. It's just a top-tier rhyme. <laughs> so incredible so the therapist is like why do you think he kept picking you up and she's like i don't know and he's like it's okay we can fix it you just needed to hit rock bottom so that we could get you out of it right and she says he's the kind of guy who believes the best in people which i actually do think is true about dawson yeah and i'm like maybe to a fault Mm -hmm. and i was like wish we had gotten more of that i know you know what i mean no that's like the hardest part is that like Dawson, I hate him so much until like they end up, they end the, what we think is the Dawson and Joey of it all in season five. And then I kind of really start to enjoy him and see him as the character they've told us he's been. Yeah. And he's like, you know, for the most part, good when he's with, in scenes with Jen and scenes with Audrey. And, you know, his friendship with Jack is so good. Yeah, I You know, agree. in the hundredth episode, the only part you like watching is him, him and, and Jack. Jack. Yeah. All the rest, I'm like, get this off my screen. <laughs> yeah, oh totally, my God, you totally. know? And so, like, it's such a, it's such a disappointment that, like, we couldn't have gotten, like, a better Dawson. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I also think it would have made the Dawson and Joey of it all better in some ways because, like, right now it's, like, there's a very clear <laughs> demarcation between who's better for each other. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. if you had had a better Dawson that wasn't so self-involved, yeah. particularly when it comes to Joey, like, maybe you could have told a more interesting yeah, or more Yeah, like, story. we had this whole journey in season five, and then Dawson comes and, like, has a girlfriend and fucks Joey, and, like, it just, like... They bring out the worst in each other. Totally. That's like that. What was the whole growth journey of Dawson in season five? It was just going to be a selfish, like opportunist. Totally. agree with you. So, you know, Audrey says that Dawson deserved more than the destruction of property. And Dawson's like, you know, we can fix that. Yeah. And then Audrey does really turn to him full on and, yeah. and stops using the Southern accent. Yeah. And is like, you know, I really could have hurt you guys. Yeah. And this is where he's like you know, you had to hit rock bottom. And she's like, well, that didn't happen until later. (laughs) And he's like, you needed to hit it hard, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And then she jokes, like, 
she goes back into the accent. She's like, maybe we should have another kid. Yeah, she's like, is there still a house for me to come home to? <laughs> and then Tony claps and like kind of admits the truth about Audrey yeah. and Dawson. Yeah. She had been playing like poker with Audrey, so she knows her too. And Dawson stands up and asks her to watch his reel. It's which so made fucking me laugh funny. so hard. It's so funny. It made me laugh so hard. Yeah. This, and like, you know, also this whole scene with Dawson and Audrey, I was like, this is young people shit. We 100 percent would have done this yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah. and like seeing him being opportunistic in this way while it's corrupt to falsely you know to kind of make a mockery of rehab and like yeah. you know to involve yourself in this way it, it still is like an like you said a young person you kind of understand yeah. it and like you can it makes a little bit more sense yeah. versus the opportunistic tendencies to fuck joey while he had a girlfriend right you know totally um, speaking of Joey, she has now gotten everyone to play spin the bottle. Yeah. And sit which on the floor. Which is hilarious. <laughs> so funny. And like, they're like, okay, fine. And the, and like Gus spins and he gets Joey and she's like, um, just one more roll. Yeah. Um, I forgot to say this part. No tongue. Yeah. And Jen is like, well, what's fair is fair because I've killed before. Yeah, I have killed before. And Joey, like, super exaggerated, is like, I know. I- <laughs> Incredible. It's Just so great funny. Work. Yeah. And Gus is like, fuck that no tongue and licks Joey's face. Oh, God. So Joey has to kiss Jack. Yeah, she spins it lands on Jack. Jack spins, it lands on Emma. They're so cute together. I know. Emma spins, it lands on Jen. <sighs> they giggle and kiss. It is so, so cute. Great. It's, it's so great. cute. I, I love like, it. We would love this scene way more if we knew who Emma was and what the fuck was going on <laughs> yeah, with her. Totally. But okay. And then Jen and CJ have to kiss. Yeah. And they kind of like. Joey's go like, for that's it. not fair. And CJ's like, well, there's rules. And they just full on make out make out and like then they're like we gotta go david clears his throat and they're like oh we gotta go joey's Joe, like no you this have to is come not back. seven minutes in heaven yeah and jack's like you just wanted to kiss jen and i was like yes I know. that's what we wanted <laughs> jack, jack, jack speaking for the fandom seriously and, and honestly, why couldn't we have gotten that? They're like, Jen and Emma are going to kiss, but not Jen and Joey. So annoying. And then Pacey's like, whatever, we don't need them. And he spins and it lands on Joey. And she does the most drunk pucker up, like lips in the she, air. She like takes a drink to prep. She's like, yeah. I got to get ready. Yeah. Yeah, and she makes this kissy face at him. And of course, right then, like, Gus breaks the TV. Where, how did he get to the TV from the kissing I don't know. circle? Good good question. He jumps off the wall. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I, it makes zero sense, but the TV breaks. Yeah. Emma calls the wedding off and kicks him out. And yeah. Joey gets up, stands up. He's like, does anyone want to play sardines? And then just passes out. <laughs> Oh my god! I know it's really funny. So funny, so funny. And then we go to Audrey and Dawson, who are like they're walking out of rehab, and she's like, "I'm so she got dish duty for for like you know making up this story." Yeah. And she's like, "I'm kind of relieved, like you know it's you know it's fine. It distracts me. Like, yeah, I don't care. she's like there was hard. She's like there was hardcore healing going on in there. Yeah, yeah. You know? And she's like, you know, it was actually kind of nice that I had the day of not thinking about me and my problems. Yeah, and like in doing that, I actually kind of 
helped yeah like, some of my problems and she looks at him and he's like and you know what you you seem less less self-absorbed <laughs> yeah she's like get back to la you seem less self-absorbed. yeah and, and he, he's like yeah it was like actually kind of helpful to see someone i admire so much like kind of give up like yeah. even though i'm floundering i'm not that bad yeah and audrey's like i haven't given up and he's like i was talking about tony yeah <laughs> he's like not you girl <laughs> And then Audrey gets real with him Mm -hmm. and she's like, look, I'm just kind of scared to like go back. Like, I feel like I left it a mess over there. And like, I don't know, I'm kind of nervous to get back into it, you know? Yeah. And And they have this true moment of honesty. I mean, they've had it kind of throughout this episode, which is good because we've been wanting that. Right. You know? Um, Because she's like, you know, he's like, oh, you're almost out of here. And she's like, I'm kind of scared to face this, like the real world. Like, Mm -hmm. that's scary. And he's like, you know, Dawson says it can be the same minus the bad parts. And Audrey's kind of like, I'm not sure that that's true. Yeah. And she's like, but maybe that's good. And they give each other a big hug. And like, it's really nice. I love them. Yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. back at the party, David is like to Jack, he's like, so you used to date Joey. Yeah. Jack's like. What'd she say about me? What'd she say? And then David's she, like, I'd love to see your work. Yeah, he's like, well, you keep ditching me to make out with women, so I talk to some people. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, I'd love to see your work. And Jack's like, um, uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, admits to David that he's like distracted by Emma's news. And like, you know, he's just like, I don't know what uh, she's do. doing. And I'm just like, when did they become such a good friend? Right. And David's kind of like, you can't fix this. Like, I think I like I admire Jack for being worried about Emma sure. and I like that but at the same time like at the expense of his boyfriend the show's so obsessed with being like no Jack's gay but like he's gonna bro hug this guy and like the audience isn't I, every time I see David I'm like what the fuck's that guy's name <laughs> like, I can't remember because yeah. he's so unmemorable to yeah, me yeah. you know and, and I don't it, think it's the actor's fault no it's and, like and what like, he's being given. even in this episode I'm like god I really like David but yeah. like we barely get to know him or see him or like get real scenes of him and Jack together absolutely and you know so you know he threw like david's like well you, you can't fix that unless you marry her yourself like and it's obviously thrown out as like a yeah like but a that's joke, not gonna happen like, yeah exactly uh so then we're supposed to get another great song okay joseph arthur's honey in the moon which i always think of as an oc song but dawson's creek did it first so there we go and jen and cj have had sex in a pile of coats I mean, did on they? Jack's bed? Her turtleneck is still on. You can have sex with a shirt on. <laughs> it's just so weird that they're, we're supposed to be like, no, they definitely had sex, even though they're lying in bed. He's totally naked, and she's, she's got a turtleneck. Like, got on. Got a turtleneck on. What? Like, what's going on? Well, yeah, it's that's a lot. Yeah, and they're in a pile of coats. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, what if you're cold? Oh. God. There's like fluid that happens and God. you just got it all over those coats. It's, and she's like, um, he's, he says like, that was more fun than fighting about whether or not I had a drink. Yeah. Which like, I agree with him. Sure. <laughs> and he admits he, like, he kind of gets real with her and he admits that he was nervous to see Pacey, yeah. you know? And like, it, he's like, it made me think of the, the quote drama. Yeah. 
And I'm like, you mean when you took advantage of Her Audrey sexually? Is that what you're calling drama? Right. But okay. And he's like, you know, I just want to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And again, I would love this if it were coming from some, anyone else. Yeah. Or but like, had... or if the implication was not that CJ had taken advantage of Audrey's drunkenness. I agree. Right? Like, even if he had slept with Audrey, but it had been fully consensual. Yeah. Like, and you could get around that somehow. Like. Yeah. Like if they had said, he said like, oh, I took her to my house. She slept on the couch in the morning. I don't know. We just kind of like started making out and one thing led to another yeah then at least we would have known like while audrey was in a position where a self-destructive position there was like a total sobriety to her choice yeah and jen's like you know oh i had this whole plan i wasn't gonna drink and we were just gonna like talk about philosophy all night (laughs) and cj's like that's not like normal Normal. party yeah And she kind of says this really honest thing, too, yeah. where she's just like, I just don't want to date the idea of you. And I don't I want you it. to date the false idea of me. I love it so much. Oh, my God. I love it, too. I'm just like, oh, why does it have to be CJ? Well, and like, I think that's such a great thing for because I think this is when you start exploring that. Like, yeah. this is when you do really realize this part of your life is like when you're dating someone, you have to date them. Yeah, no, and and we're seeing like Joey, you know, kind of going through her failed relationships and what she thinks happened there. Yeah. And we're also seeing Jen do that too, where she's like, people, like, I kind of come up with this idea of who the person is, and as I get to know them, I don't reframe that idea. Right. And then they also have this idea of me, and then they don't reframe it too. And, right. and that's how she's felt, which I agree with her assessment. Uh, yeah, particularly you know? on the receiving yeah, end. Of, yeah, yeah. I, I think both ways, where yeah. she's like, Hen- Henry's such a sweet innocent guy you know and he was so accepting of me so even though they have nothing in common and 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 he's a fucking and i've already made i made the point when we were in those episodes where it's like but she also wants someone who's more like her and like that was kind of with dawson where she's like he's such a good guy and he loves me but like she also wants she kind of realized she wanted someone who like shared like kind of her vibe you know yeah 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 totally and like you know, basically... We find she, out she's using Joey's coat as a blanket. <laughs> the apex gray yeah. coat of Joey Potter. She's like, it's Joey's, and she has a lot. Yeah. But she's poor, too. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, they had sex on Joey's coat, and I just... Well, I'm going to track that coat now, <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, and then CJ kisses her and says they should go get wasted. <laughs> yeah. They kind of have this jokiness. Yeah, yeah. So we go, so the party's over and Jack and Emma are cleaning. And I was he, like, where do you think CJ and Jen came from? And Jack's like, I don't think about it. Yeah, don't. It's your bed, Jack. Just to let you know. <laughs> Pretty sure it's your bed. Anyway, so like, you know. He's sorry for her failed relationship. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the thing is, like, I'm not really looking for love, you know. It was just like easy, and like if Christian Bale came, a Christian Bale type came along and was interested, I'd ditch my husband. She also says this thing that she doesn't want to go back to England because it's her mom's wish to see her fail at this, mm. and she prefaces this by saying that her folks are great, yeah. but my mother would love to see me fail, and like I wish that this dynamic, a parental dynamic, got explored. In this show or in any show. Yeah, I mean, the show's obsessed with always being like, no, no, your parents, you have to do whatever they say and whatever, you know, you got to really support this blood family dynamic. Well, and I think it's such like a, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe I, just because I'm a baby, or I'm not a baby boomer. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm a millennial and have a baby boomer, have very yeah. baby boomer parents. Like I do see it a lot, but perhaps it's every generation that experiences is it. But like, there's, I think there's such this like rush and not saying my parents aren't great. They, they are, but like, there's this rush to say that mm-hmm. like before you're like, let me tell you this fucked up thing that my right. parents said to me. I mean, it's the same whole problem with this show where they're like, Dawson's a good guy. And you're like, that doesn't mean anything. No one's all good right. and all bad. It's right. the same thing. Your parents can be great and also pieces of shit. And I also think that like before it's like in the generation before our parents, our parents, parents generation, it's like, well, they were like kind of monstrous. They were like unfeeling and like mm-hmm. gave their children no love. And like yeah. a lot of them were very physically abusive. And so like, because our, maybe our parents weren't like that. You're like, look at the growth. And it's right. like, yes, that's true. But that doesn't mean they also don't say fucked up shit. Yeah. Or and your like, lived experience isn't fucked up or traumatic in you a know. different way. Yeah. And so I think I, it just really struck me that she was like, my parents are great, but my mom wants to see me fail. And I was yeah. like, I, do those things go together? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, they like have this whole fantasy about Christian Bale, Jack yeah. and Emma d- jointly have yeah. a fantasy about Christian Bale, which and I like. And Jack's kind of admits he'd make a better husband than Gus. Mm-hmm. And Emma's like, well, then we should get married. And Jack kind of like looks off in the distance and he's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. He offers to marry her and, and she's, she's like, like, you're drunk. Yeah, he's, like, trying to be helpful. And and then Emma, like, gets real with him and is like, look, I asked Gus because he sucks and I don't care about him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to ask that of you. Right. Like, you don't suck and I care about you. And, like, this kind of is what I'm saying about the whole concept of marriage is that, like, there's this whole idea that, like, Emma's like, no, I wouldn't ask you to do that because marriage means something. But Jack can't marry David. Right. So, like, why couldn't he marry Emma? Like, he, you know, to the best of Jack's knowledge, he will never be able to get married in his whole life. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's a weird, I don't know, it's kind of like this weird sell to me that, like, where Emma's coming from. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I also think that, like, I get her I get being, her like, point of view, yeah. for sure. But at the same time, that like, because of why Emma, what's going on, who is Emma. Sure. This storytelling so clunky and kind of Agreed. pointless. Agreed. 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 And, like, she's like, you know, Jack's like, you didn't ask me, I offered. And she, like, gives him a hug and is like, you're too good. And, yeah. like, Jack's like, I didn't get you a ring. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. no. And, yeah. and he's like, but I would. And she's like, you know, Jack, look, I got to fix my own mess. Yeah. You know, Just it's my go mess. Back I got to fix it. Like, I don't understand. And as we've spoiled, somehow this is Emma's last appearance. So goodbye to her and her appalling British accent. Yeah. <laughs> Yet another victim of Dawson's Creek seemingly not having a plan for their guest stars. Like, you were almost a great sounding board. You were almost a bad decision from Pacey. And you were almost a good friend and roommate. But just, like, not quite. Yeah, like, she. it's so weird. She was so interconnected to all of our characters, except for Dawson. And, like, I still walk away being like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck was that? Yeah, so see you later, Emma. Yeah. And now we're supposed to get this song called My Friend by Annie Palmer, which I so deeply associate with this scene. Um, it's like really great because Je- Pacey is carrying bridal style of passed yeah. out, passed out. Joey. She's got her shoes on. She's got her shoes on. He puts her on the bed and then takes, takes her off shoes off. Yeah, exactly. Because he's the only non-monster on the show. Seriously. 
And she's like very drunk and is like, that was so much fun. I know. So I've been, we've been dying for this scene, Ugh. like for her, drunk Joey for so long. So, it's so long. exciting to be here, you know. Oh God, she's I like, save her I second talked to so many people. People love me. <laughs> and he, he's, he's like, like yeah what? you like airing people's dirty <laughs> secrets joey you yeah. know and she's like what <laughs> she's just so good and she's like it was a great party except for the tv smashing like that was you know and he's like kind of chill about this yeah. in a way that i would not be i know and he's like eh, it happens i was probably getting too attached to that tv anyway. yeah and he's just like i'm glad you had a good you had a good time yeah and, you know, you're a lovely drunk you know and he sighs i caught that one and yeah. tells her before he tells her she's a lovely drunk and he looks over and she's passed out yeah and then he says to her that she was right he never did. oh my god he's like you were right and you're like <gasps> yeah i never did as in get over her and yeah. i was like we had to have screamed that yeah 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 he's like how could i just, just look, look at, at you? you and then she kind of mumbles Oh, you know what else we didn't do? And then she kisses him. She leans up and kisses him on the mouth. Like, thank God he doesn't kiss her. That'd be yeah. too much. You know, she kisses him. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, it's your turn. And he leans over and kisses her on the forehead, which is my oh fucking Oh, my weakness. God. I'm oh weak my for God. this. So weak. Oh, my God. And he looks at her for a second and says, sweet dreams, and then leaves. Ugh. And it's like, dear God, that ending. I know. I it's know. already everything we've been begging for yeah, yeah, this episode. And then it ends like that. Like it, it's what's mind blowing to me is that so much of this season is utter garbage. Yeah. And then we get this just sparkling diamond of an episode. I know. It's fun. It's funny. Yeah. There's heart. There's like people changing and growing and moving forward. It's everything we wanted from a college episode. I love every second of it. Yeah. No, we get so many feelings talks. We get a, a party, which we've been dying for. We get drunk Joey. Yeah, like, you know, we kind of, we get an understanding of Jen and what's going on with her, you know. We get to see, like, a good side of Dawson and, like, kind of, like, an understanding of where Audrey is coming from, yeah. you know. Um, we kind of understand where, like, all of our characters are at, except for Jack and David, you know? Yeah. Because we're never really going to delve into a Jack romance, really. Right. But, like, all the other ones, it's it's amazing. Right. And, like, what we've been begging for for the past two seasons, yeah. you know? Or two years, if I'm honest, you yeah. know? Because even the end of season four. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I agree with you where it's, like, it, that's like the problem of Dawson's Creek is when they deliver, they really deliver. Just when you thought you were out, they pull you back in. I know. <laughs> I know. No, totally. And I, and I, it's funny. I was, I was talking to someone, someone was asking me about this podcast and project and they were like, have, if, has things changed about how you feel about Dawson's Creek? Mm -hmm. And I was telling them, I was like, you know, the thing is about Dawson's Creek is then they weren't a person that like had watched it a lot. Yeah. And I was like, when it, when it does good, it does, it's like, it's some of the best television you'll ever watch. Yeah. And when it's bad, it's some of the worst. Yeah. And like, that's fascinating. I know. It's so compelling. It's really compelling. I mean, you know, I, I want like, I wish that we have footage of what it was at every single meeting was actually like, but we don't. But like, 
it is compelling at how it can be so great yeah. and so bad. Yeah. And like last episode was one of the worst. Oh my God. And now God. we have this. And I it's know. not just in comparison. This is a great episode of television. Yeah. It is so much fun. No, and it feels like da- regular Dawson's Creek where it's like yeah. goofy, funny Dawson. Audrey's married to Dawson. She's Southern. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. Great, love this, you know. Yeah. There's a TV named Bertha. Okay, okay, all right. You know, it's like totally goofy, slapstick, dumb. But we get this like real There's feelings heart. talk. There's like, heart. That's the thing is yeah. like, when you're young, you are like, why do I push everyone away? Or like, mm-hmm. or Jen being like, why is everyone in love with this idea of me? You know, she's like, I'm always the girl from New York. Like yeah. this like fast girl or this, you know, whatever that I don't really feel like I am anymore. Yeah, yeah. And like kind of grappling with these things that are so hard and complicated. And yeah. like, then how do you navigate that? And how much of, of like, you know, Jen's feelings are just her, like, her self-made prison you know and like did joey really push these people away and like why did she do that and like is you know on the other hand pacey's response of being like you just make people want to be a better person that kind of feels fucked up too because it's like what like people should just want to be a better person for themselves not because of me you know like how complicated that would feel so like all of these things are very true to how you feel when you're 20 years old yeah totally i agree so who yeah. are you rooting for? God, I'm like, I'm rooting for Joey. I'm rooting for Pacey. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Jack and David. Yeah. I'm rooting. Like, I'm rooting for Jen. Like, I always have her back. And if she likes this guy, I'm like, okay, I fucking hate him. And yeah. I hate the show for always making us go on these journeys with people that suck for Jen, you know? <laughs> yeah, particularly for Jen. Yeah. I mean, we go on a lot of journeys where other people have people that suck. But Jen, it's like over and over I know. and over again. And the only one that I enjoyed was Dawson, this, you know, in the college years. And then they're like, nah. And like Charlie at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Before he cheats on her. But it's like, yeah, we, I agree with you. Um, so like, yeah, I'm rooting for Jen, but like, ugh, CJ. I know. It's like, I, I won't get, like, just as much as I will not do a redemption story with Hudson, I won't do one with CJ. Totally. That being said, okay, I love Jen, so fine. If this is the fucking bone they're going to throw us, whatever. Totally. And I'm rooting for Dawson and Andre. Like, yeah. go get it, guys. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of rooting for all of our, our yeah. main people. I agree with you. You know? Yeah. Like, I think every single one of them was, like, in a, even if they're not doing great, they're headed in a good trajectory. Yeah. Exactly. So. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, so let's do some updates from our Boston correspondent, and then we'll do our British correspondent okay. to bring it home. Great. So Boston correspondent Rachel, um, you are correct that no one who lives here calls it Beantown. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Obviously. That being said, I have admitted to both of you since leaving our great home state, I do often refer to it as Cali, so perhaps I've lost all credibility in your view. (laughs) But again, Boston has a lot of transplants, aka people who come here for school. Some stay, some leave, but no one calls it Beantown. Okay, got it, got it. We like you anyway, even if you call it Cali. Yeah, totally. This is like... It's just a lot for us to take. Yeah, yeah. To hear, Yeah. a lot okay. of so many people call it that. A lot of people do. like not not really here. 
No. I don't really hear people here say it. Even though I've seen sweatshirts sold here that say it. Yes, I, so same. Same. Yeah. I know exactly what sweatshirt yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's weird. Yeah. And so from Hugh, our British correspondent, I haven't been laying out some of the weird Emma-isms, but I'm just going to do a recap from the last four episodes she's in. Okay. So in episode five, she says flat, as in an apartment, and public transport. Oh, good. (laughs) Which we don't say here. We don't, no. And then in episode eight, she says beating each other to a pulp. (laughs) In episode nine, um, as she cleans the toilet, Wankery, buggery, buggery. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) And also taking the piss and loo. (laughs) I guess all toilet themed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how... And then in in episode 11, she says twits. And I agree where they kind of drop in these weird like... Britishisms. Yeah. And we're supposed to just go with like, ah, she's British, you know? Well, I mean, calling something public transport, fine. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. but like the like weird, like her cussing, saying wankery, buggery, buggery. Like that's not how British people cuss. No. And if it was more, I don't know. It's one of those things where if it was more true, like they're trying to make her British ambiguously then they need to do those other ones that like americans know where she says jumper and we're like oh if someone says jumper in a british accent it means sweater, sweater. just as if or someone, trousers yeah if someone in an american accent says jumper they mean like i think they call it a play suit in yeah, england like you know overalls or yeah, coverall like kind of thing romper yeah, yeah yeah um you know and there's like those ones that are like more like actual Britishisms, you know? Right. Um, right. And, like, again, I just don't understand, like, he, what he was saying. He's like, I don't know why she was British other than to, to have get her sent back. that storyline at the end that, like, happens for no reason. She could be Canadian. Well, if they just don't want her on the show, just have her band go on tour. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have to be British to then have an immigration story that's not going to be... That's going to be a half an episode. Yeah. Yeah. It'd come out of nowhere half an episode jack's gonna offer to remedy it and she's gonna be like nah i'll figure it out and then we're like literally never, never see gonna her see again. her again yeah and it's unclear at the end that that means she's going back to england yeah like it's very unclear no, that I, does not seem like the the conclusion of that no and i agree that the whole, i don't think i even noticed that this was the, her end storyline until the very years later <laughs> i mean and you had to tell me before we yeah. took our notes because otherwise i wouldn't have yeah sent her off exactly yeah exactly <laughs> i was like so, oh god it is <laughs> yeah i know it's like so weird yeah. and like, i don't know it's such a disappointment of all that they keep bringing new characters on that like don't seem to have a purpose yeah like and emma they and then wrote waste her, our time they wrote her into all of our characters like lives except for dawson and like for no reason right like why i agree I agree. You know, like she's, yeah. she's, and she can be so awesome, but like for, for what? What's well, going it's just, on? it's like our big complaint is that we don't have enough time with all these people. And then you write this person in for like no reason. Exactly. It's just like, ugh. Okay. So for our art and artist, this is from Louise. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the episode um, where you talk 
about J.K. Rowling, and it really made me think of Roald Dahl. I adored his books as a child and was nicknamed Matilda by my family when the book came out. Now as an adult, to know what a misogynist, anti-Semitic piece of shit he was really upsets me. Mm -hmm. Must be how the younger generation feels about J.K. Rowling. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Seuss as well. Uh, But yeah, I agree. It's hard. I think that like... I think that it's hard... For me, the J.K. Rowling is hard because she's still alive and out there, like, doing awful shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, like, that's not to say that what Roald Dahl was doing was not awful shit. It is. And, Mm -hmm. like, if you look, there is some, like, particularly in the line drawings that are in some of those books, like, there's, you can sense the Mm anti-Semitism in some of those drawings. Um, It's definitely there. Um, Uh... And so I think for me, just personally, there is some divide and I feel some difference between artists that are dead Mm. and artists that are still alive and still doing damage. It's like Roald Dahl did the damage that he's going to do. Yeah. And you can either read his books or not read his books. Mm -hmm. And I agree that like as a person who, I mean, I fucking loved Roald Dahl books, Mm -hmm. like loved them. And it's devastating to learn (laughs) you know it is it really is um but like for me the fact that jk rowling is out there like like doubling down and like writing articles for the guardian about like you know trans people and i'm like jay dude joanne yeah they're just trying to live like (laughs) how about shut the fuck up yeah take your billions of dollars and or pounds and go like you know fuck off to a castle somewhere and stop bugging us Yeah, yeah yeah you know like we don't need this yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't know. I agree. Well, it's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. It is. I mean, I guess because JK Rowling, it, it's like when you know better and then you double down. Right. When you have the words, the language, the understanding of what you're saying and like, and also the cultural um, goalpost has moved you know, and you still double down, you're just like, fuck off, you know? Yeah, um, it seems really egregious. Yeah. Like, I've, I, I wasn't a big Roald Dahl fan, uh, but my family is a really big uh, Dr. Seuss family because, like, he donated a lot to UC San Diego. That's where my parents went. Yeah. And, like, he spoke at their commencement. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, so... Like, that's, like, a we grew up with... I remember, like, one of my fondest childhood memories was we'd always give my mom Fox on Socks to read, and we'd, like, sit on pins and needles so she would mess up, and then we would just laugh in her face. <laughs> we were so mean, but... <laughs> Twins are not easy. No. Um, yeah. Uh, but, man, I remember just, like, anticipating, like, yeah. the tongue twisters and so much of that. And, like, I kind of, you know, feel the way that the um, Theodore Geisel Foundation has handled it has been, like, well, we're just not going to print those things anymore. Like, that we don't need to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, and, like, kind of acknowledging that, like, okay, that's fucked up. We don't need to do that anymore and moving on because, like, you know – and then leaving the door open for like the conversation to the whole body of work of Dr. Seuss need to be like, right. You know, eliminated from, from the public. Like at this point that people aren't saying that or calling for that. So right. you know, at this point, the answer is no, but the door is open for always room for growth and change. Right. Um, and so I guess in that way, we're like, now you're just dealing with an estate 
that can like kind of manage the messaging and without knowing maybe the real um personal feet now it becomes more of like a business instead of a person and i think that's it right is that like you know raw doll i mean i know i don't know i can't remember off the top of my head exactly when he died but it's like you know the the harm maybe feels a little less like personal Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean whereas like you know, J.K. Rowling, I mean, even, like, I was reading something today about, um, oh, God, um, Roman Polanski, mm. where, like, he's now having a hard time getting his films distributed in France. <laughs> and someone was like, if his films don't get distributed, like, some quote in this, like, article was like, if his films don't get distributed in France, it's a crime. And somebody on Twitter was like, I mean, there's other crimes involved as well. And like, and so I think that's it, right? Like there's like an ongoing damage and ongoing, like not reckoning. And I think like one of the things that, I mean, in a certain way lets us off the hook Mm -hmm. a bit when people are dead is like, there can be a reckoning and there's no like pushback on that reckoning Mm -hmm. or there's like, there's not a pushback from the actual artist on that reckoning. Right. Like, when, I mean, I work in the book business, so, like, when the Theodore Geisel Foundation put those four books or whatever out of mm-hmm. print and just said, we're not going to print them. Yeah. Like, yes, there was, like, some kind of backlash. Ted Cruz was very mad yeah, about it, yeah, which yeah. who the fuck cares what People Ted Cruz like, thinks? they're canceling Dr. Seuss, and it's like, no, they're not. They're canceling four books you never fucking read. Yeah. <laughs> can you I name guarantee the you, that if you, I can't about? name any I know, of them. I can't so, either. So you know, when I read them, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what those, those are. They already were. weren't publishing yeah, a lot of them, so yeah. it's fine. But it's like, we do get to kind of have that reckoning and kind of have that public, like, discourse about it in a way that I think, like makes it it doesn't necessarily make it easier on a personal level on what you're gonna do personally Mm -hmm. and how you're gonna feel personally but i think on a public level it does kind of let us say like okay this is how we as a society are gonna handle this Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like i don't know like i i i think death is a part of the conversation right you know and i think that you know, it's a personal choice on whether or not we're going to give those books to our kids or give those books to our, you know, yeah. or like read them to people or whatever. I mean, you know, there's this part of me that like really feels you that what a childhood without the BFG or, you know, the witches, um, which I read over and over and over again, like, mm-hmm. you know, to me, it's like those books meant so much. Mm-hmm. Um it's hard for me to envision a childhood without reading those books, but also you, kids don't know what they're missing out on. And like, yeah, yeah and you can. Like There's plenty of great books out there. Yeah, yeah. And then it creates an opening in the, the field and in the, you know, market for, you know, more voices and writers yeah. to, to, you know, have people be seen and heard in, yeah. you know, children's literature. Um, yeah. I guess that's one of my biggest complaints about the J.K. Rowling thing is, like, she is the young adult god, God, you know? And, like, <laughs> to have her be so terrible, she's take, I guess she takes up so much space. So much. So much space and then is so terrible. Yeah. And then so the space isn't open for people that aren't pieces of shit like her, <laughs> you know? Totally. And I guess, like, you know 
with a roll doll or a you know Dr. Seuss like the t- they took up a lot of space at one time but now just through time and and space and change like there more people are in there so if you don't agree with that you can there's other places yeah, to turn yeah totally and also like i think right now you know one of the problems is that jk rowling and the like language of harry potter is so ubiquitous that like it feels like you have to at least have a working knowledge of some of those things right mm-hmm. like like i've said before on this podcast like you know when the sort of like um phrasing of like so this thing or that thing or this person is my spirit animal like we you know indigenous populations were like hey that's pretty fucking offensive yeah. when you say that and you know like i think myself included a lot of us were like okay we'll call it a patronus like right. it's the same kind of concept right but you're not like you know, using or co-opting like some other culture that's yeah. like not yours to co-opt. And not using it in the right way when they're actually and not using it a in... word potentially created for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, so like, let's, you know, do that. It's like, th- there's this like ubiquity of Harry Potter language mm-hmm. and Harry Potter words. And if you call someone a muggle or you mm-hmm. call someone or you mention Quidditch or something like, there is like this way where culturally this is a reference point for a, a huge swath of our culture. Yeah. Even people who have never read Harry Potter can right. like kind of, you know, okay, that, that thing. Mm-hmm. And I, that's where I feel like it feels so oppressive. Whereas mm-hmm. like Roald Dahl, like if I mention the BFG, people are like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> like a lot of people are. So it feels less ubiquitous and possibly, you know, I, I would personally argue that probably what JK Rowling is doing is making um, herself, making herself obsolete. Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, and you know, can't come fast enough in my opinion. Yeah. Um, great. But, um, but you know, I think I've sort of a few times sort of waffled around this idea of nostalgia. And I think a lot of what, particularly with like, instances like this what we're really doing is like grappling with our own nostalgia mm-hmm. and and you know and i've said this before it's we're two people that do a podcast about a tv show that aired over 20 years yeah. ago and that's what we do with this podcast sometimes is grapple with our own nostalgia yeah and sometimes we come back to it and we go like i remember this being so great like deputy doug yeah. to me is like i was like god i loved him so much and now i'm like you kind of are not great <laughs> no <laughs> I had no memory of that gun. That first episode, I was like, woof, that's, you can't climb out of that. My God. Yeah. I know. And so, you know, I think there's a, there's a reckoning that has to happen and I don't know, or it doesn't have to happen. You don't have to reckon with it, Mm -hmm. but well, obviously the whole concept of make America great is a reckoning with nostalgia, right? you know, in one way or another. I mean, amen. Yeah, that's true. But I think that like. You know, this is something that I think nostalgia plays such a big part. And I, you know, and I'm not immune to it either. Mm. That like, you know, you want to be able to engage with this on the same way and you just can't. And that's, there's a heartbreak in that. And I think like you have to sit with that heartbreak. Right. And then figure out where you want to go from there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The deconstruction is a journey. Yeah. And it's, and you know let yourself feel the sadness and the pain of the fact that like you might have to give up this thing that you love. I know. Yeah. Or at least you're going to have to reckon with it. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately you're probably going to be better for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you to Hugh, our British correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, my dear. I don't know. I guess maybe we might need you for some Toddism. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's yeah. done yet, but uh, Emma's been a delight to see through your eyes. Yes. So thank you. And yes. as always, thank you to our British or our um, Boston correspondent, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep your Cali cred. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, shudder. for you. <laughs> And thank you, Louise, for your email or your DM. Um, And thank you, everyone, for being here. We hope you're staying safe. It's a wild, wild time to be alive. You know, people that are entering summer, they're saying it's going to be, like, wild. We know in India it was a real tough one. And, you know, it's super complicated and what that means. Um, Yeah, (laughs) the only way to fundamentally save people from a heat wave is to make the heat waves worse with Mm. air conditioning so twisted yeah um yeah so it's wild in the u.s we hope you're registered to vote yes you know midterms are coming up so you know your primaries might be if they haven't already happened they're going to be happening soon yep um but let's try to get in register for your midterms coming in november yeah um yeah and if you're in la please vote in this mayoral primary yeah Um, and it's really important that you vote if Rick Caruso gets 50% or more of the vote, he automatically becomes the mayor. I know. And um, <laughs> we on this podcast are vehemently opposed to that. Oh, my God. He's just like a Donald Trump. It's so... He's, ta- he's terrible. It's yeah. so wild to so. just watch America descend into an oligarchy, you know? Mm. Well, we're there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not quite yet, but yeah. it's like on the path, we're you getting know? We're there, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's so fascinating to see mm. the power of Pluto's return. Um, yeah, so, you know, we'll see you next week. We're excited. But, yeah, yeah, next week. is going to be good. It's a big one. So Black Lives Matter, defund the police, stop Asian hate, honor our treaties, water is life. We stand with all unions that protect the rights of the working class. Police unions are not true unions. They work against the working class. Abortion is pro-life, Medicare for all, cancel student debt. Mm-hmm. Um, let's kind of, let's, you know, try to get some uh, more money for food security. We're yeah. um, really going to see a lot of problems with food coming up because um, of U- Ukraine and everything. Uh, yeah, so you can Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go, at crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. For Capitalism Corner, we have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. Um, we're going to watch the Jen and Pacey episodes from season three mm-hmm. over there. Um, and as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. We'll shout out uh, Kepler's Bookstore in Menlo Park, California, uh, which is a great bookstore. Um, and if you're in Menlo Park, you should go over there or in the South Bay um, area, you should go over there. Uh, they're really awesome. And um, please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcast. Thank you so much to those of you who have. We really appreciate it. It helps us immensely when you do that. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Pesty1079. Uh, we hope you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for being here with us. Please take care of yourselves and we'll see you next time. I don't want to wait for my life to be over. I want to go right now